God's been dealing with me the last couple of months on when I got saved. And that basically <coughs> comes down to a miracle. I want to talk a little bit about miracles, but then I want to talk about what we do with those miracles. God performs miracles in our life every day. We don't realize it. Most of the time, believers, when they look at miracles and they think of miracles, they think of the guy getting out of the wheelchair. They think about people being raised from the dead. But God does miracles in your life. You've driven down the highway, in town, and there's a 50 lights, and you caught in every other light red. Then on one particular day, when you got something important you need done for God, you catch every single light green. Yeah. That's God working in your life. That's a miracle. When I got saved, I was kind of, basically, me and my wife were unequally yoked. I don't recommend that. <laughs> because most of the time, it don't work. Yeah. In Philippians, 2.9 Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. That's a scripture I want everybody to write down, put on your refrigerator, put on your bathroom mirror, because I want and God wants you to get a realization that Jesus' name is above every name. Yes. In John 1, If John will be all right. John 1 3, John states, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Right? Most of the time when we think about what God has created, we think of the trees, the land, the air, our man's body itself. But God created the chair you're sitting on. God created the car that you're driving in. Right? He inspired a man to design and create what he wanted created. Now, are you guys realizing that, while that thought's in your brain, I want to give my test part of my testimony. I was a mechanic. According to the State Bureau of Automotive Repair, I was one of the top 10 carburetor specialists in California. When I met my wife, like I said, we were unequally yoked. Her pastor used to come to my repair shop. And I liked the man. So I used to go to his church with her because I liked him and I wanted to keep peace in the home. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> so... I was attending her church. I believed at the time that Christians were weak, that they were phony, fake, plastic, that there wasn't really any power in what they, they believed in. But we come out of church once uh, Wednesday evening, and I had a friend of mine with me, and our car wouldn't start. And after checking it out, I realized this carburetor is shot. It's gone. It's dead. There's nothing I can do that's going to change or make that thing work. My beloved wife 
who at the time I thought was a little religious and fanatic, <laughs> asked me where the carburetor was. And I said, why? And she says, I want to lay hands on it and pray, and it'll work. And I told my buddy, man, this lady's lost it, man. She's gone. You know, this religious stuff has gone way too far. So I humored her. I says, okay, here, here's the carburetor. <laughs> With all the laughing and the joking that we were doing, she still had enough faith in God that she laid hands on that carburetor and she prayed. And she told that carburetor, carburetor, you have a name, and Jesus' name is above your name. And in the name of Jesus, you will work as God create, created you to do, to do. So she says, John, start the car. And I'm laughing. I'm laughing, so I'm buried to fall on the ground. <laughs> well, I, okay, I'll humor her. I stick the key in the ignition, and I hit that thing. And it started better than it ever started before. In my life. Amen. Right? It ran better than if I put a brand new one. It ran better than anything I could do. Amen. Well, I battled this for a week. Trying to come up, okay, John the mechanic, John the top 10, you know, I really know my stuff, and I couldn't come up with any kind of reason on what just happened. So I was supposed to be her and her girlfriend the next Wednesday night at church, I got off work, went to the bar, had a drink, <laughs> built up courage. <laughs> well, the more I drank, the more uncomfortable I got. The next thing I knew, I'm standing inside the church, and I am, you can ask my wife, you know, I've got no legal right to walk, you know, so I finally figure what they are, and I stagger over to them. Well, Pastor Ken got done with his message, and he did what he always did, he did an altar call, and he goes section by section, and I'm in the first section. He says, anybody wants to say it, raise your hand. My arm, it felt like somebody reached down and grabbed my arm and pulled it up. And here I am, the cool biker that I am, and I'm saying, John, put your arm down. And I can't. So he goes to the next section. Well, everybody bent their arm up, put it down, except me. <laughs> I still got it up. So I'm, in my mind, I'm yelling at myself. I'm cussing myself out. <laughs> I'm telling myself, put your arm down, you're looking like a fool. Well, he goes through the whole church, and then he says, everybody who had their hands raised, come up front. So, okay, fine, you idiot. You've had your arm up this whole time, you've got to go up front. So I walk up front, and as I got up front, I said this, God, if you are really real, prove to me this second. I said the sinner's prayer, Pastor came over, laid hands on me, and I was stone sober that second. That's miracle number two. And God's going to do the same thing for all of us. Your cars, when they start messing up, pray Jesus over it. Amen. You know, my wife, every car we own, she sit there and said, that car's going to last us as long as we need it. And they have. Had an 83 Cougar carbureted model, right? 3.8 V6, right? Good for about 180,000 miles, and you can forget it, right? I put 300,000 miles on that car. <coughs> she kept saying, it's going to last us. In the name of Jesus. And this is what I want you to know God 
performs miracles in your life every single day. Mm-hmm. Right? And remember the fact that I got saved not by John 3.16. I didn't get saved by I got saved by a miracle from God. Seeing God work in a way, fixing a solid object. Not healing a body, not healing my body. Now since then, God has gave me a brand new heart. Brand new, I got pictures to prove it. But God wants us now to realize that he's working in our lives. All a miracle is, is God doing something in your life that you have no control over. That you can't change, you can't make happen. That's what a miracle is. There's spectacular ones where guys get out of a wheelchair, the dead rise. But you know who's supposed to make them people get healed and make them people raise from the dead? It's me. And what we need to do is we need to get a realization from God that he is working miracles in our lives. In Matthew 10... Jesus talks about this quite a bit, telling the believers, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of God is head. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. God has given every single one of us the ability to pray for people and see miracles in their lives. You want healing in your life? Pray for somebody else. Get yourself out of the way. This is what God's been dealing with me on. Get back to where I've got the power. Jesus has given me the power and the authority over the devil. He's given me the ability to create situations where God can move in people's lives. And that's what he wants us to do. When we changed, when Pastor changed the name of the church to No Limits, I jumped for joy. I got so excited. Realize what it means, No Limits. God has given us the ability to have no limits as long as we trust in Him. You know, oh, Brother John, I have a hard time trusting God. You know, everything's so messed up in my life, and I just have a tough tough time trusting it. Pretty much everybody in here drives a car. You're on a two-lane highway. Their car coming at you. (laughs) Do you get all paranoid? Do you get all worried? Do you freak out because the car's coming at you? No. Why? Because you have trust in a total stranger that the only thing separating you is a painted white line or yellow line. That proves to me right there that I and you can have trust in God. What we need to do to be able to do the things of God, and this is what he's telling me, and if he's telling me it, he means it for everybody, is to praise God more. The biggest mistake we make as believers is God starts to work a miracle in our lives. 
and praise him for a second and then we stop praising him. Right? And as soon as we stop praising him, the continuation of that miracle ceases right there. Right? Israelites are a perfect example of it. God brings them out of Egypt. The sea gets parted. Great miracle. You know what another great miracle was? They walked on dry land. Not in mud, but dry land. The other miracle happens after that. It swallows up an entire army. And they praised God for it. They sang songs to God. Then they started to complain and murmur. They stopped complaining. They stopped praising. If you're not praising God, you're complaining. You're murmuring. Whether you realize it or not, same with me. I, God did many miracles for him. Man out of the sky. Water out of rocks. But they never praised God. And I believe that that's part of the reason why they wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. And God's been telling me, do you want to wander? Or do you want to see that promised land? I want to see it. I want to experience it. I want to bring the sinner in with me. And the only way that's going to happen as long as I continue to praise God for the miracles he performs in my life on a daily basis. Because he's doing something every single day on my behalf that I have no control on, that I can't change, that you can't change for me. Right? Doctors tell me I need a new hip. Okay. I accept that. But I don't accept it's right to be there. I'm believing for a total healing. Is it happening? I got to say yes. Because I go through days where the pain, no matter what I do, is no longer there. And God's been showing me to praise Him. And I have been. Like I told the pastor, all hell has broke loose this week. Everything that you can imagine on the job going wrong went wrong. <laughs> right? And I praise God all week long. In the midst of that, I praise God. I had a record sales week last week. When I thought that was, you know, totally impossible. But that's God working in my life, changing my customer's heart. I witnessed more this week than I ever have in months. You know, I planted seed. And God has told me that those seeds will grow. And it's not going to be because of me. It's going to be because of him. He's going to send somebody to water it. He's going to send somebody to pull the the, the bad pieces off to where eventually that person will become saved. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to praise him every day. Well, I don't have time. You know, just my schedule's so busy. It's so it's just so hard to do it. But what do you got? Fifteen minute drive to work? There's fifteen minutes of praise right there. Turn the radio down. Praise God. You know, got to go to the restaurant. There's five minutes there. Praise God. You know, do your job. 
Be good at it. Be the best at it. But you still have time. The devil tells us we don't have time. John, you're too busy. You got too much going on. You know, your wife's on your nerves. You're, you know, your next door neighbor's driving you nuts. You know, uh, you're always having to watch out for police because you're in a hurry to get somewhere. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we wind up not praising God. And that's going to be the biggest things in our life. You want to see God move in your life. You want to see things change in your life. You want to be an effective witness to other people to draw them in. Because that's what God wants you to do. You're a tool for him to reach the sinner. You're a tool for him to uplift the believer. And the only way you're going to be able to do that on a daily basis and be successful is to praise God every single day. And we have time. Take a look at your, take a serious look at your schedule. I did. And I found out I had a whole bunch of time. You know, a whole bunch of time. I can praise God six hours out of the day. Because for six hours out of the day, all I'm doing is driving. You know, shut my mind off. Shut the devil out. And just concentrate on God. And I'm starting to see things happening. You know, the way that God intended and the way that I used to be. I became stagnant for so many years. And I apologize to you because of that. Because I could have been a more effective believer in your life if I would have stayed on course the way I was 30 years ago. But I got stagnated. You know, stopped praising God just like the Israelites. And I've been wandering. God's still been there for me. God still protects me. God still gave me knowledge, wisdom, but not to the extent that he wanted to do. And that's what I want to encourage every one of you. I want you to take that scripture where Jesus' name is above every name. I want you to look at that every single day because that's where the victory is. Everything that was created was created by God. Right. Either by God himself, by speaking it, or by giving man the inspiration and knowledge to design it and build it. It was still done by God. So it is under Jesus' name. And he's telling you, use my name. There's several scriptures in the the Gospels. Where, where Jesus tells his disciples, you know, say unto this mountain, mountain, you know, to be removed. For those who believe. Well, I believe. Right? But can I move a mountain? No. Can I move that wall? No. But God can. And as long as I praise God for what I'm believing in and standing on, God's going to perform it. He tells us he'll never leave us and never forsake us. Never. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You know, that means no matter how many times I mess up, God's never going to leave me. That's why my new statement is that when I fail, I'm not a failure. I just found out one way it's not going to work in my life. 
And keep that in mind. You know, when the devil tells you you're a failure, you can look at him and say, that's right, devil. Yep. I am a failure. I just found a way it wasn't going to work in my life. Yeah. And that's what God wants us to know. That we're not failures. That we're precious. Amen. Every single one of you. If you were the only one, Jesus would have came just for you. If I was the only one, and that makes me feel so good. So good. I am so glad that I met my wife. Because she and her belief in God is what brought the reality of God in my life. And that's what God wants. God wants his reality to exist in your life. Yes. Every day. Not just once in a while. You know. Not when the doctor says you got cancer. You know. You know. Hey, I may have cancer. So what? Jesus' name is above cancer. Cancer, you're a name. You've got to flee in the name of Jesus. And then you praise God. Don't just say it. Saying it and not praising or doing anything afterward, I'll be honest, it's just a waste of time. You have to praise God after. When a miracle starts in your life, Jesus healed a lot of people, and their full manifestation came as they went. Not instantly, but as they went. Most of the time when God heals us, it's as we go, because he meets us where we're at. So when you get prayed for, and all of a sudden, well, that knee's not hurting as bad. Start praising God. Because your healing is there. You may not see the full manifestation of it at the moment, but as long as you continue to praise God and quit complaining and murmuring, that manifestation will come. God promises it. He wants his desire to do that is so great. And what we need to do is start thinking like God. I want to see healing. Trust me. I demand it. God tells me to come boldly before the throne of God. Come to him as a child. Right? When my kids were two years, three years old. They didn't ask for stuff. They demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> and God tells us to come to him as a child and to come boldly before the throne of God. So it's God, I demand healing in my life. I demand healing in just life. I demand healing in your life. I demand finances in your life. Yes. Amen. Because that's what God wants, and that's what He wants to perform in our lives. Yes. Amen. Just remember, continually praise God. Yes. And trust me, you have time during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard preachers preach it in the, in the past. You've got to spend an hour in prayer. <coughs> right? Well, I'm sorry. I'm not built that way. My concentration level, <coughs> to be honest with you, is not that great. You know, to get down on my knees for an hour every single morning when I'm 
when I'm trying to wake up. But I have time throughout the entire day. A minute here, five minutes there. It doesn't take much. As long as we continue to do it. And trust me, the more I've been doing it, the more God's been revealing to me. The more I'm seeing God work in my life. The more I'm seeing little tiny miracles happen all around me. The boldness that I'm starting to develop is all because of the fact of praising God. This is what I want to relay on you. So your homework assignment, and I expect to hear reports on it in the future, is to write down and put in front of your face that Jesus' name is above every name. I want that to become so real to you. More real than looking at me. Because in that, you're going to find so much power. And it's power that God's already given you. This is not something new. This is something that happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross went to the grave, and when he rose from the grave, when he left, he gave us power and authority. He gave us the Holy Spirit to educate us. It says that he'll, the Holy Spirit brings all things to remembrance. That's even stuff you haven't even read yet. Why? Because the Holy Spirit knows the Word of God. The Holy Spirit tells us what God wants and what God says. And Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be our comfort, to be our strength, to be our guide. Remember, God is your Father. Jesus is your brother. And the Holy Spirit is your best friend.